Hello. Hello. This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And today we have a very informative episode for you. Yeah. Well, and interesting and exciting and entertaining as well. All those things as well, for yeah. sure. We've got Eric Simon. He is the founder of thebrokeagent.com and the host of the podcast, Caravan Confessions. Yeah. And Eric's podcast is is a new um, upstart podcast. I think he has right. five, six episodes. Uh, basically why we had, uh, asked Eric to come on is he approaches uh, the real estate industry, um, from a unique perspective, yeah. one of, of comedy. He's and hilarious. And he, he, I think he used to be a comedian. Yeah. He, or at least it he, comes was in the industry, he was in yeah. the industry in LA before he got into real estate. Um, so he brings a unique perspective, uh, a lot of jokes, a lot of pointing fun at kind of the the bravado and uh, of of the agent trying the to cheesiness. sell themselves hard, yeah. the cheesiness. Um, so he's he's going to be a real great guest, and his his podcast is fantastic. So check that for out. sure. And over sixty five thousand Instagram followers, which uh, no Matt, slouch. Yeah, I would say what, we got about point zero five percent of that. Yeah, you, you know, I haven't, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a of a uh, watching other people on Instagram as opposed to po- posting myself. But you're uh, Kim Kardashians, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're Eric Simons. You're Eric Simons. <laughs> uh, so, but before we get to Eric Simon, we're going to talk to you about some general things to consider before even approaching an agent. So, what we mean by this is, you go online and there's there's tons of different blog articles about questions to ask your realtor, right? Right. Or when you're hiring a realtor. And those are all fine. I'm sure you can come up with a list. I'm sure you can come up with your own questions. But what we want to give you is is the top five things to consider before you even get to that stage, right? Right. Right. So these are, this is kind of the, you know, it's it's a little insider in the sense that um, we're going to be talking about what we see and, and in hindsight, being in the industry, how we would approach if we were hiring an agent in, say, another city, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I mean, especially in light of the last two years of of kind of realtors being portrayed in the media as, as terrible people, right. um, it's it's worthwhile to to think through exactly what you're looking for, even before you, you get into that first conversation. There's no doubt. For sure. So top five general thoughts before and considerations before hiring an agent. That's right. So number one, so this is a very, very common, I want, I don't want to say mistake because it can really work out um, in your favor, but a lot of people want to hire the family friend, right? Yeah. Well, and there's a couple of reasons why, why this makes sense, right? Sure. Uh, people are busy. It's somebody that you know already. Uh, presumably it's somebody that you at least uh, think you can trust yep. uh, or you can trust. And it's just an easy transition to working with a realtor pretty quick. And at open houses all the time, you know, we might ask, do you have an agent that you're working with? And, and the answer is often, oh, my uncle's an agent or, oh, my, my sister's fiance is an agent or something along those lines, yeah. right? There's a connection, right? And people like to work with who they know or they feel obligated because we've, we've often heard that before as well. You have this deep obligation. Yeah. Where yeah. You know, it's like Uncle Tony's going to be upset. Sure. But one thing uh, often I hear uh, when people are working with Uncle Tony is first off, 
I'm at the opens by myself. We're really doing a lot of the leg work uh, right. before we call Uncle Tony. Um, so they don't want to trouble Uncle Tony. Exactly. <laughs> Uncle Tony's a busy guy. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I don't want to trouble Uncle Tony either. He's running bada bing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the point about all this Uncle Tony talk is, are you going to feel comfortable going to your family friend or family member and saying, I require a level of service right. and energy and focus, um, you know, essentially that you deserve. Yep. No, fair enough. And, and the other two things you need to consider is one is, is this going to bruise your relationship with whoever, whoever you're working with? There's a lot of, there can be a lot of friction in a transaction. It's a stressful situation, right? And it has nothing to do with maybe the service that the agent is providing or maybe the, the, the demands of the buyer or seller. It has to do with the fact that there's things out of your control in a market, right? And it creates tension and it creates friction and it could ruin relationships easily if you take it personally easily and you know what if you have to go to chris at every christmas for the next uh 20 years thinking about that real estate transaction that's something you you know a lot of people want to avoid yeah and the last thing i'll just say about this family and friends thing is you you are sharing your financial information with your agent right we need to know basically everything in order to help you build a portfolio or it, it depends on the actual transaction but in reality there needs to be disclosure in terms of finances and do you really want to share that kind of intimate information with people yeah that close to you right that you're gonna to have to maybe see at thanksgiving or uh see at your birthday or not a, whatever not right? everybody's comfortable with that but but what you don't want is uh, you feeling uncomfortable, so then your agent's flying blind. That's right. what you don't want. Let's let's move right on to number two. Absolutely. So most people start their search online. You guys are probably not different than, than most people, especially if you're podcast listeners. Yeah. But, you know, first of all, when you search on Google, a lot of people don't get past the first page or two. Now, let's be honest. Search engine optimization does not correlate to the best service provided by agents. Right? That's right. There's no meaningful correlation there. Right. Now, they may be the best. They Who may knows? be the worst. But one thing's for sure. They're very good at showing up high in uh, the Google results. Which is why we hire those agents for SEO. Yeah. <laughs> Just we have we some don't. of the best real estate agents working on our website right now. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's true. Like I, you know, and and the other thing to be wary of when you start your search online is looking at these sites. Uh, there's several of them out there, and and what it is is basically so it's it's people that are very good at search engine optimization and working with Google AdWords to show up high in the results, and they link you to the top agents or the best quote unquote agents. Um, but you know, Matt, like you were saying, well, I was just saying what everyone should understand is these, these companies are just selling leads, right? So they're taking your information, providing it to an agent. And if the agent ends up getting a commission, they give part of that commission back to that company. That's the whole business model. So what we're saying is again, not that it's going to necessarily mean Good service or bad service, but uh, you know full disclosure here on how those searches work, and it, you should be aware of that yeah. because you got to understand what vetting process is this company using, and how are they defining the best agent? The, the reality <laughs> is, is that you know, I mean, the first day you walk into a brokerage, you're you're now a, a gold a gold member agent. I mean, oh, it's you not mean hard the to accolades, come, the, the accolades. accolades. It's right. not hard to come up with an accolade, and there's a million different ways to say that you're the top agent, or every brokerage claims they're the top brokerage. It, 
it's it's I how mean, you define it. It's it's how you define it. No, I'm a top and, agent uh, at our brokerage because I I pay my desk fees on time, <laughs> and that's basically because I gave them my credit card information. <laughs> Or you wouldn't pay it on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they'd be chasing me. Yeah. No, but the reality is, is these, this is these are the kind of things you should be vetting your own agent. You really should. Yeah. And absolutely. okay, let's move on though. Number three. So number three, you want to have an agent uh, that melds with you stylistically, and right. and there's a couple points here uh, that we want to make. One is thinking about, you know, everybody, and we hear it all the time, everybody wants the aggressive bulldog or the shark because somehow uh, this intimidating presence is going to uh, make sure that you get the best price for your house or the uh, the best deal on the market. Or and they'll bully they'll bully the other agent or something along those lines. Somehow right? somehow that that personality trait um, it works in your favor. Now there's a the thing that I think both of us take issue with that is that that aggressiveness often uh, has a level of emotion in it, mm-hmm. a kind of knee jerk reaction yep. that I think is actually really not a benefit in in a negotiation. Sure. And I mean that's the thing. I mean we both negotiate for a living we both have spent years studying negotiation and i mean this is the problem is that people confuse aggressive personalities with being good negotiators and that's that's not necessarily the case i think a good negotiation it relies on a certain level of being assertive but it also relies on rational thought and level-headedness right and 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 constructing arguments 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 is everything yeah if you can't justify where you're coming from then that's a problem, right? Yeah. What we try and do with our clients is any strategic move, we explain the logic. Yeah. This is why we're doing this. And, and if, that's... If I your think agent it, can't explain the logic of why we're countering this way or why we're, why we're pricing this way, then, you know, it, it's not a matter of just trust me. I mean, would you trust your lawyer? Would you trust your accountant with, just trust me, I'll take yeah. care of this. If, People, professionals, yeah, it's not enough to say I got this. Professionals need to justify where their strategy is coming from, right? And I mean, and I think, and, and I think it has to sound rational to you as well. But there's two things that really need to come out of this, right? One is is don't confuse aggression with being hardworking. Um, some of the agents I know that are most aggressive, they're aggressively lazy. Yeah, right? they aggressively watch a lot of Netflix. Sure, exactly. Uh, just. Don't think of it as somebody that you, you want somebody that has an urgency on your behalf, that is committed to you, that is motivated and wants things to work out for you in general, right? Yeah. And the sec- second thing, Matt. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say it comes down to this, uh, to uh, the level headed, rational right. arguments uh, put forth in negotiation. And often that is directly counter. Uh, to this idea of the aggressive um, knee-jerk reaction. For sure. And I mean, if if we had to give an example, I think recently we had an issue, uh, well, we had we had a, a lowball offer on one of our, our properties. Now, the aggressive approach would have been, you know, what, what felt in our gut like we all wanted to do. You wanted to do it, I wanted to do it, this seller wanted to do it, we wanted to tell this person to get lost. Yeah, right? we're not even going to, we're not countering your offer because it's it's offensive and, you know, get lost. And I should say, because we're in the business of making mobile offers all the time, sure. that's often the response that, that, is that the we get, that right? We it's get. like, you know what, I'm I, you know, I'm not even going to, I'll present it, but you know, we're not responding to this offer at all. Now, the rational approach is we worked with the offer and, and 
the we didn't work with the offer because we thought there was a you know a snowball's chance of it coming together. They we weren't were, coming up a hundred k. They weren't coming up a hundred k. We worked with the offer because we wanted to leverage it to get other offers. So what we did is we slowly countered them at full price. We took our time. We left it open for long periods of time. We knew that they were slow moving, and we 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 held that offer in in basically in play. In play until the weekend. And what did that allow us to do at the open house on the weekend? Well, first of all, it it allowed for buyers coming through when we said we're negotiating an offer. It gave them it gave them the solidification that they needed that people were also interested in this part this property. A sense of urgency. Well, a sense of urgency and also the fact that, you know, other people are offering, I'm not crazy. I like it for a reason. There's that psychological aspect where you want to feel like other people want the the property that you're after. You want to feel like you got it. Yeah, and you know what? This goes back to what we used to talk about, about um, you know pressurizing a situation at the open house is not showing the property until the open house to create that sense of urgency. Well, this is exactly what that offer did. It did, and it allowed us to leverage urgency in a market where right now there's very little urgency. Exactly. And it resulted in somebody else coming through the, the open house, and we basically got, well, very, very close to a full price offer immediately, and the sellers were ecstatic. Yeah. And this was, none of this would have happened. I'm, I'm quite certain none of this would have happened had we told those guys to get lost. For sure. I agree. Moving on to number four, consider whether you are buying or selling a property. And that should, that should shape the type of questions that you're going to be asking your agent. It might also shape the agent that you're going to be using. Yeah. And, and part of it, it comes down to, you know, where your business is focused on. I mean, if you're carrying 15 listings at a time, uh, you're probably, you probably literally just don't have the time or the desire to be driving around, uh, buyers. Right. Some of the biggest listing agents that, uh, that we know, they, you know, they're focused on listings. Listings take a lot less time than working with buyers. That's just the truth of the industry. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not that necessarily that, uh, that people don't want to work with buyers, but the reality is a lot of agents are just focused on their listings and, and, you know, it takes them a lot less time and, uh, they've got a listing machine set up. They maybe have somebody showing their listings and, that's their business model. Yeah. So when you see that sign in your neighborhood over and over and over again with the same guy's name, might not be the guy that you want driving, on the buy side. Well, he might not be the guy that's, or the, the woman who's driving you around as well. You might be getting something called a buyer's agent and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with getting a buyer's agent. But if you sit down with, with John Smith and then, um, you know, Peter Brooks shows up and he's your, he's your new agent, uh, you know, don't be surprised. Right. Who's I mean, Peter, Peter Brooks? Peter Brooks is a long-time listener, so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a shout-out there. <laughs> Both fictitious people. I'm like frantically Googling Peter Brooks, buyer's agent, Vancouver. Just to make sure. No, no insults. He's actually here. got decent SEO. <laughs> on the first page. So again, maybe maybe you want to just find out, is this a person that has a good listing machine that, that could be a, a great fit for your listing? Are they going to do a good job listing? Do they have the experience listing properties in your area? Or also, um, do they work with a lot of buyers? Are they, how many clients are they working with? Are they, are they um, overburdened with maybe other buyers at the moment? And do they know the areas? And can they actually fit your goals? Like, are they looking, are they, do they work with investors? Are they primarily working with, maybe end users, family that want to live in the property. 
You know what I mean? These are the types of things that you need to be thinking. But I would I would definitely encourage people to kind of separate the types, the approach they take, whether they're listing or whether they're buying. Yeah, I mean, basically at the end of the day, the reality is certain people focus a lot more on buyers and others focus a lot more on, on listings and, and you don't want to confuse the two. Uh, sometimes there's nice overlap. Sometimes there's not. I think we've got that nice overlap. Now, moving on to number five, authenticity. Let's talk about authenticity because this kind of ties in nicely with the interview that we have with um, Eric Simon. Yeah. Eric Simon, yeah. What does it mean? Uh, what, we, what we're trying to get at here is hire an agent that the personality is real. It jives with you. You get along. You trust this individual. You know, it's, it's somebody who's portraying their authentic self to you when you sit down with them, right? Yeah, and I think that goes kind of against the traditional idea of what a real estate agent is in a lot of senses, or at least the the old style advertising, the um, bus bench ads, the boasting ads, the um, the the celebrity style realtor. Right, exactly. And and what I would suggest, and you know, we kind of uh, went over this with the uh, the aggressive kind of behavior is approach it like any other profession. Right. You, know, you want to speak to this person and, and get a sense of how they approach the business and don't just, um, you know, the easy platitudes of don't worry, trust me, I get it done. Uh, look at the, my brokerage has given me 15 awards this year. You know, all that stuff that, right. that uh, masquerades as, as meaningful <laughs> right. is often not. You, you do have to kind of deconstruct everything and get down to the core. Is this somebody that I can work with? Are they rational? Do I feel like they're going to have my best interest in mind? And uh, are and, they being real with me about yeah. who they are and what they and and what they are are planning to do in the process? And and are they focused on on doing things that actually jive with your goals? I mean, right now there's kind of a push in real estate uh, advertising, at least towards this lifestyle agent. Lifestyle um, agent, yeah. you know, uh, the person Can point who, out the best yoga studio in yeah, the area, you know, and the best place to get a green smoothie, which and, you should know. And I mean, I, you know, it's, you, I. Every morning, uh, but my point is, is that is that going to help you with investment advice? Uh, is that going to help you in the negotiating process? Uh, the, that it's often just um, uh, it, there's a lot of fluff around. Yeah, fl- uh, that was a, not the a, word I was looking for, but <laughs> fluff actually. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> I was going to go a lot deeper there. Yeah, but, uh, there's a lot fluff. of well, there is. I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think that's the thing. I think you have to. I think you have to hold hiring an agent in the same regard that you would hire any other professional in any other industry. Right. And I mean, if if you're looking for the best coffee shop or yoga studio, I would suggest using Yelp. Because um, <laughs> at the end of the day, you want somebody who's going to be able to advise you correctly about, you know, good solid market analyses, good investment advice, good deep area information that goes deeper than, than just, uh, you know, getting to the core of an area, getting to the core of what's going on in the city and how this area is going to be changing and, and really just, it, just uh, giving you really solid, concrete investment advice for your particular situation. That's exactly it. And you know what? I think it's time to move to Eric Simon. And Eric, uh, essentially, what he does is take those, the old style kind of uh, bus ads, right. uh, the new style um, lifestyle agents, and uh, deconstructs them and uh, makes and fun finds, of... And finds humor in it. Makes fun of good. the entire industry, which is, uh, 
you know, he's looking for the authenticity and he does it in a funny way. And, and, uh, he's a great guest without further ado. Here's our interview with Eric Simon. Enjoy. Okay. So we're here with Eric Simon from the broke agent. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, doing really well. Really good, really good, thanks. So can you describe for our listeners, uh, what exactly is The Broke Agent, the brand? The Broke Agent is a real estate, entertainment, and comedy brand that was started about a year and a half ago as social media accounts, primarily Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and has evolved into a brand in itself, a YouTube channel, a website, blog, and eventually I would love to get into news and media and throw parties and stuff like that. So I, I threw my first ever broke agent happy hour last week that went really well. Um, it, it It's hard to kind of describe it, unfortunately, because <laughs> it, it keeps it keeps evolving. Um, you know, it started just as a couple tweets and has become this massive following. Um, we've spoken at conferences, um, symposiums, stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's really a continuously evolving brand that focuses on media predominantly comedy okay and a question for you who's your target audience it, obviously realtors are huge fans and that's how we know about it but um is that who you're who you're geared towards yeah i mean real estate agents definitely are the target audience um you know I, i'd like to get involved in the commercial aspect we just signed a great writer named tommy adelson who works at cbre out in los angeles who's going to be handling the commercial side uh, we'd love to get into title, escrow, mortgage, pretty much everything involved in real estate. But I'd say definitely the target audience right now is residential real estate agents with a focus on the millennial demographic, being a millennial myself. I'm 26 years old and, you know, sitting through a dead open house, I wanted some sort of media outlet that spoke to me, that talked like me, and that listed the problems that was going on in real estate. I mean, it seems like every media publication kind of just brushed over everything that's actually happening and was just focused on success stories and how to improve your business. And no one was actually focused on the inner monologue of the real estate agent. So I'd say the focus is definitely millennial residential real estate agents, but ever expanding as I get more and more writers. Right, right, right. So um, running with that, so why the name The Broke Agent? <laughs> Um, well, 90% of the industry is broke. I mean, it's kind of feast <laughs> of famine. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a broke agent. Um, you know, at the beginning it was kind of a working title, but I think it's comedy in itself. Um, because real estate agents got to learn to laugh at themselves, laugh at themselves. A lot of them are too focused on their online image and, you know, focusing on their Instagram and their Twitter and their Facebook and, everything they sold and their life is so glamorous, but 90% of agents lives aren't like that. So I really wanted to relate kind of to the common real estate agent as opposed to the million dollar listing real estate agent. Right. Okay. So, um, generally speaking, like, are, are you, an, you're an agent yourself? Yes. Okay. So how did you get started in the industry? Um, I kind of backed my way into it. I started, uh, I went to USC. I'm out here in Los Angeles. Um, and I started working at a comedy club called the Laugh Factory in the marketing department. And then after I was in between jobs, I quit the Laugh Factory. I got a call from a girl that I knew that was working at a brokerage out in Beverly Hills. 
she asked me to take a part-time receptionist job. So I actually started as a receptionist at a boutique brokerage in Beverly Hills. And then as I got to know the agents, I got hired as an assistant, eventually got my license, became a buyer's agent. And now I'm unfortunately on my own. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about this project? So how did, how did you, the broke agent come Yeah, It sounds me? like it was almost an accident that has exploded in popularity. Um, well, yeah, my, my friend Wes Pinkston um, called me about a year and a half ago and wanted me to help him work on another real estate oriented endeavor. And we were talking about starting a blog and I was like, let's make the, the blog funny. And then we came up with the name broke agent and then completely scratched the other idea immediately because we realized there's not anyone else that's really touching on the comedy of real estate. And then we just started tweeting the second we got back to my couch. And then I think Tom Ferry, you know, the real estate coach, right. he retweeted one of our tweets or favorited it like immediately. And then we realized that we had something going something. just because the exposure was already there. And then we ended up speaking at a real estate conference, the Inman Connect Conference in San Francisco, about two or three months into starting it. And then that's when it really blew up. So just based on what you're saying here, it sounds like right now it's primarily focused um, towards residential realtors, but it sounds like the sky's kind of the limit here. Uh, when you mentioned you know, a mortgage aspect, commercial aspect, do you see this um, moving towards sort of a general public focus as well, or, or is it going to be sort of real estate insiders? Yeah, um, I, I would love to create you know, videos and content around buyers and sellers. Because everybody in their lifetime at some point deals with a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And I think that aspect would be great as well to touch upon. Um, you know, I, I see it expanding everywhere. Like I said, I, I hosted this party about last week, last Wednesday. And there were people of, of all real estate professions at that party. Like it wasn't just residential agents. It was title. It was escrow. It was people that want to get to know real estate agents because they had like a data business or something like that. So really anybody that wants to touch upon this market, whether it's a tech company, a data company, a lead generation company, anything like that, I really want to focus on everything. But right now it's pretty much just me and a couple of writers. So as I'm trying to expand, I think we're going to touch upon those other aspects as well. So you seem to be a, a media company and also a realtor on the sides. So how or, do they, or, or, or the other way, or around. the other way around? <laughs> I don't know which way it is. Sometimes <laughs> it flip flops depending on how much business I'm doing. So how do the two overlap? Do you do you end up getting business from your media company, or do you find that you can use this as a catalyst for for listings? Or you know what it's done is it's given me kind of a seat at the table. Um, you know, as far as like going to these real estate conferences or getting right. into brokerages that I otherwise wouldn't get into just because of the broke agent name, because everyone's kind of heard of it at this point. So it's helped with that. Also, as far as lead generation, um, I'm on Snapchat and I kind of befriended some agents online, which sounds kind of weird, but I've, I've met some agents online and basically they said me, they've said that anytime something comes to Los Angeles, they'll shoot me their lead. So just the fact that people all know that there's a real estate agent in Los Angeles that has this massive channel, I'm going to eventually start getting referrals from other agents across the country. Um, I generally keep the broke agent and my real estate practice separate just because you know, the broke agent, do people want to work with someone called the broke agent? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of counterproductive. Obviously all my friends know about it. And while I'm doing showings in Los Angeles, sometimes people recognize me, which is awesome. 
So it's, it's cool. It's, it's just kind of like this constant pull of, you know, real estate sales or media company. So I can't, you know, one day it's, I'm all in broke agent. The other day I'm all in real estate. So really depends on what's working at the moment. It sounds like you hit on something that has really, I mean, you have like 70,000 followers on Instagram uh, or something like that. Sixty-five point eight. But who's who's counting? <laughs> but but the, yeah. But thank you for the upgrade. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I no. I'm just. I'm curious to. It sounds like you kind of hit on something that was in desperate need or or waiting to be a void that was waiting to be filled. You're a millennial. It sounds like you're you're primarily speaking to this kind of new generation of of realtors and potentially buyers and sellers. Do you see yourself as a, as a quote unquote disruptor of the industry or, or how do you see yourself fitting in or, or shaping the industry moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a disruptor. That's a <laughs> cliche term. A lot of people throw around. Um, I, I don't like to think I'm disrupting the industry, like causing like a earthquake. And I think I, like you said, I am filling a void. Um, you know, as an agent, you go through so many internal struggles and dealing with you're dealing with other people throughout the entire day and other people are sketchy they're not true to their word the other agent isn't necessarily true to their word their buyer may fall out you're like you're, you're dealing with so many things you're working commission to commission that you need that outlet of someone that's expressing your thoughts because you can't do that on social media because otherwise people think you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's kind of why i created that the inner monologue and in, in a separate alias because you need that relief. And as an agent, a lot of people have to protect their brand and they can't share something that their client said and say, how ridiculous is this? You know, I've been showing this client around for a year and a half and he told me, you know, to go screw myself. I don't know what the, the language barrier on your podcast. So I just censored myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I see this brand as a disruption um, I, I think it is filling a void. I think it's necessary. Everybody that's come across it, um, I mean, primarily the feedback's been great, but there's definitely been some people that think it's giving away too much information about real estate agents. Um, there, there's been real estate agents that have gone on rants about the broke agent and said, oh, I can't believe you'd share a broke agent post. Like, you know, what do your clients think? And it's like, well, that's why it's on multiple channels. You can check out the Instagram and just tag your friends. You don't have to share the post. Mm -hmm. But we're also right. providing value we're providing value and laughter and we're providing a value and you learn from our mistakes. And, you know, you, you, you go through the broke agent feed and, you know, from the beginning, it's kind of like this journey of a real estate agent. And I think a lot of it's more valuable than the stuff you learn at real estate school when you're just Googling the answers to your online classes. Like, you know, you don't get taught what actually is going to happen. Right. You get taught what works for that individual agent but no one tells you you're going to go door knock and cold call and no one's going to get back to you and you're going to go without a commission check for six months. So I actually say that. Yeah. And people, people, you know, look at it and they're like, Oh my God, this guy's actually thinking what I'm or saying what I'm thinking. Right. So, and there's, and I was going to say, and there, there's definitely value in that. Uh, when I go through my own Facebook feed and look at other realtors, you know, in front of uh, Porsches and Lamborghinis and the flashy lifestyle, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you you feel a little alienated from that at times. And uh, I think you really hit on something with the way that you approach it, for sure. Thank you. Well, it's just you see the same the same stuff from every single agent. It's just sell, sell, sell. Here's 
my last listing. Here's my last sold. Here's the new BMW I leased. Here's this. Just success is just poured down everybody's throat. Every time you go to a real estate conference, you hear you have these agents up there talking about you know how they farmed a particular area and they met you know the the butchers or not the butcher it's not the 1950s I don't know they met some you know car dealer and that car dealer has been giving a, giving a business for the last two years and you just hear all these success stories and no one actually is touching upon the other aspect of it but eventually I want to get in you know to news and I want to provide more value I want to wrap laughter around value and wrap laughter around news and you know quick hitting humor because that's what millennials want they want to see something in their instagram feed they don't want to scroll through and read a massive article that's talking about how interest rates have dropped across the country they want to see something wrapped around humor so speaking about millennials they're obviously becoming the driving force uh, in the industry um, as buyers and sellers um, many people are talking about traditional bro- the tra- traditional brokerage model is becoming outdated, and as well, conventional real estate marketing is as kind of being an outdated form. Thinking of you know uh, bus benches and that sort of thing. Where do you see the future of real estate marketing heading? Well, I think everything's online. Everything's on your phone. Um, you know, bench advertising is definitely outdated. Whoever has the upper hand in marketing themselves online whether you're accumulating Zillow leads or you're building your social media presence, that's really the key to it now. Um, you know, I, I haven't even really focused on that myself because I've been busy building this brand. But, you know, as millennials, everybody's online, everybody's checking their phone, everybody's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. So I think that's where everyone has to go. I don't, I don't know if the traditional brokerage model is being destroyed. Everyone says that, but you know, people thought the same thing kind of about stockbrokers and they're still around. Right. So I, I think the real estate agents are going to survive. Um, I mean, there's definitely that Redfin model and kind of like an Uber-esque model of kind of agents around the area showing you something. But people enjoy that personal connection with their real estate agent. So I think that if you're a millennial, you should really focus on your online presence because the door knocking and the cold calling, if you're not good at it, that stuff's kind of going out the window. Farming, walking around, handing out just sold, just listed cards. I don't know how effective that is. It didn't work for me. So <laughs> I'm just speaking from personal experience. I think that everything go is going towards online. So building your online presence is definitely the key. Is there a platform uh, on the rise or any tips? As cliche as this is, and as Gary Vayner, I mean, you guys know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. I feel like everybody that talks steals his examples um, and steals what he's saying. But authenticity is obviously the key to success in this business. People want to work with someone that they could relate to. So if you're on, I mean, as far as a particular platform, I mean, Snapchat's growing, but now with Instagram video, you can show yourself on that as well. Just, just show other things other than being a real estate agent. And I think people will be more attracted to you. If you're just posting pictures of yourself in a suit or in a hard hat at a construction site or at an open house, people are going to be turned off by it. But the more you post about your actual personal connections with people, the more people can relate to you. I mean, that, that's been said so, that's been said so many times. I mean, I, I can't say that's an original thought. So, I mean, that came out well, but, you know, everybody says that. And it's, it is true, though. People want to work with people that are like them and people that talk like them. When people are, you know, put on this pedestal at a conference and they're in this, you know, custom suit and they're talking to you, I can't relate to that. I can't sit there and be like, oh, my God, this guy did $100 million in sales last year. I could relate to this guy. He's on a million-dollar listing in San Francisco. 
And, you know, I mean, that's the real success. If you want to know how to make money in the business, get on a reality show. (laughs) So if if you have any, if you have any connections to that, that's, that's your quickest beeline for success. Yeah. You might even end up president. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, so Eric, how can people, how can people find you, find your, find all your content? Uh, At the broke agent on pretty much everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. New website coming out in the next two weeks, www.thebrokeagent.com. Um, we're really going to ramp up the apparel aspect of it. I mean, no one's selling cool shirts in real estate. Yeah, you, your stuff is is really uh, really good. I was just looking at it again and cool shirts. Thank you. Yeah, we'll buy some. We'll some. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is, man. I'm wearing yeah, one. Yeah, $5 profit <laughs> on my shirts. Um you know, I, I need. I, I think there's a need for apparel. There's a need for funny gag gifts, closing gifts, stuff like that. No, no one's focused on the entertainment aspect, and that's what this brand's really trying to do. I want people to go to thebrokeagent.com, like it's barstool sports or something like that. Sit there, read funny articles, get value, and you know, at downtime. There's so much downtime for real estate agents. Why can't they go on the broke agent and laugh their ass off as opposed yeah. to getting more information shoved down their throats? Also, I got a podcast called Caravan Confessions. It can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud. It's really rough right now. It's basically people calling in, Skyping in, and telling me like their craziest realtor stories. I'm kind of getting my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm discovering how I am as a host, and it's difficult. I'm sure, I, I mean, you guys are doing a great job, obviously, but it's, it's tough to ask follow-up questions and vibe, especially if the person calling in isn't saying anything yeah, right. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and and so hopefully, hopefully i've said something right and presumably the people that aren't in real estate but uh, are potentially interested in real estate would find that uh the podcast very funny yeah i mean I, no one has a chance to tell these crazy stories i mean everybody i've been in the business three and a half almost four years now and I have enough stories to go through 15, 20 episodes of the Caravan Confession. <laughs> so I, I, I know every real estate agent has that one story in there where they're like, I got to get this out. And also it provides them a platform to get a little bit more exposure as well. Um, just because we have such a big following that, you know, once they get on the platform, they may pop a couple more followers or right. get a lead or something. Excellent. Well, hey, thanks a lot for your time, Eric. And uh, yeah, keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Eric Simon, founder of TheBrokeAgent.com. Super funny guy. Super funny guy, 65,000 plus Instagram followers, Crazy. is that right? Crazy. And, and growing and growing. So he's uh, he's definitely, I think he's kind of trending towards more of a media company. than I mean, he is a licensed realtor, obviously. Yeah. But he is uh, he's definitely heading towards um, developing this media company, which is getting a lot of traction. And um, I know a lot of agents uh, worldwide that uh, that follow his stuff. And, and I think there's a... It, it, makes you feel like you're maybe maybe not the only one in the trenches uh, yeah no kidding and it also feels like he's doing something really new and unique and uh sure. and it's ever evolving so we'll 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 keep watching that matt uh 
let's just quickly uh, touch on our our reviews. We 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 are very happy that people are reviewing our Stitcher now, which is good. We've got a couple Stitcher reviews. Yes. So go on uh, Stitcher and review us as well, um, Stitcher Radio, and we're also on iTunes. So of course, yeah, uh, we are over seventy uh, reviews, and we really appreciate all your reviews. If you could uh, keep that up, that would be amazing. And yeah, we're uh, still we still have the review drive. I think it's going to the end of the year. 100 before the end of the year. And uh, honestly, the if, it's going to be tough if we don't make it. It's going to be embarrassing. So just just please help out if you, if, you like, if you like the show. I know we realize that everyone out there is busy and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, but if you like the show, the biggest compliment that we could, that you could pay us is uh, by giving us a review. So Absolutely. Appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah, Matt, how can people reach you? Give me a call anytime, 778-847-2854 or send me an email at matt at scalinarealestate.com or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com and of course we have the nonpartisan line info at scalinarealestate.com okay we'll have a great week speak to you next week guys take care two thousand faces for radio subscribe today